0: that it was maybe too much over the years but, but in the start it was everyday conditioning and then some play in the afternoons that was crazy hard but also like a strong memory now so uh, in a way it also moved Ow. our understanding of what is possible for the human body like to, to do
1: Hi, Louis here, thank you for swinging by Today on Swapping Shoes I had a wonderful chat with Martin Kallesu, the mastermind behind the international gathering, happening next week in Gerlev, Denmark. Martin is a parkour OG, stuntman in charge of parkour in the Gerlev School, manager of Street Movement and Kai's father. Impressive resume. More impressive than that is his history in parkour, in which we will learn about in the next few minutes. We also talked about parkour parks, the old school training ways, and of course a lot about the famous international gathering. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. The swapping shoes with Martin Kalasu. Alright, so Hello Martin, welcome to swapping shoes.
0: Okay, uh... <laughs> we're running cool yes we're going we're going <laughs> yeah. thank you very much for the opportunity to uh to join you here for a chat
1: nice thank you uh how is your summer going
0: my summer has been uh all about uh, a summer house and a, a, a baby half a year old uh all over the place so uh Ooh, congrats man been uh, busy but uh yeah uh and uh i have been taking my vacation uh, the weeks before this, and then coming up is is the big gathering at Galileo, the international gathering. So uh, that's that's next week. Um, so that'll keep me busy this week and next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some students will arrive at the school where I work at, at Galileo. So yeah.
1: Cool. Nice. It's a uh, congratulations. Boy or girl?
0: It's a boy. Uh, his name is Kai. Oh,
1: nice. Kai. Kai Willis. Kai don't don't take it from. It is not because of you, Kai If you're listening to this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not because <laughs> of him actually.
1: Yeah, we cannot feed his ego anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, it's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not him or Kai uh, the surfer that everybody thinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh I
1: I like I like the name Kai. It's very pretty. It's a re- really beautiful name.
0: What about yourself? Do you have a Do you have a kids?
1: Uh, no, and I don't plan to have any time soon, um, but I don't exclude the, exclude the idea of my mind, like maybe one day, but not not right now. I, I'm, I want to be uh, more uh, ready somehow. Uh, anyways, this is all about you. <laughs> all day, all right. <laughs> Today is all about you. Um, so... Tell me a little bit about you. How did you get involved with parkour? Where you're from? You're from Denmark, but uh, where um, in Denmark you're from? How did you get involved with parkour and stuff?
0: Yeah, if you don't know Denmark, it's a very small country up in the Scandinavia. And um, I, I've, um, I grew up on the west coast of Denmark, which is a rural area with a lot of farms and uh, machinery stuff and stuff like that. And... Um, I was sure I wanted to be a mechanic, but somehow I got uh, uh, in high school and in university studying sports. Um, and in my sports, uh, sports studies um, in uni, I realized that um, I wanted to become a stuntman. So uh, I, w- I wanted to t- pause my studies a little bit and try that out. And I managed to do uh, like um, some fencing and stunts <coughs> with the Royal Theatre and... I thought it was so fun that I, I kept pursuing that opportunity, um, and I discovered at the same time parkour, uh, and I, and tricking. I think it was we called it, uh, but you know the acrobatics with kicks and stuff like that. And um, the friends that I met through there accepted me in their group, and we got in a talent show and won it on TV. And uh, basically, from there, jo- jobs just kept coming in, uh, performance jobs primarily, but also some teaching and my background is gymnastics and a little bit of martial arts and then uh, parkour grew more and more. And I I saw that with the uh, workshops we did and with the coaching we did, parkour had the most opportunities, I thought, for um, educating body and mind. Um, So I pushed the other things a little bit aside and focused more on that. and then at the time, uh, we started uh, coaching more and more adults and, and kids in Copenh- Copenhagen area um, and also other areas of, of Denmark. But it was a little bit loose still. And then um, this uh, school called Gallo, um approached us and wanted to do something more with parkour. And uh, we started out like with a little... Semester subject, and it went really well. And then we continued there, two of us continued with the work there, and it it just grew and grew. So, circling back to how I got started, uh, one way to look at it is that when I started, I was 23, uh, 24, and in the parkour world, that's uh, one at the time, it was one I was one of the older, one of the grown ups. So it's not necessarily the best um, or anything, but I felt felt a opportunity and I felt responsibility towards doing something with this that we had discovered and cared about. So, yeah, with with those friends, we just tried to to provide opportunities uh, for meet meetups and trainings and and yeah,
1: very busy in a way. Sounds like you also always some some. S- somehow had a plan or
0: a path where to go um. like yeah you could say from academic view uh i never went back and finished that because then working these years at gallo at the the sports academy it's a folk high school actually it's just a translation it's gallo sports academy but it's it's not something that provides an education uh, in the original understanding of that word it's it's a Scandinavian thing the high school talk but that's maybe an whole episode in itself
1: what is this concept of gerlev um, of no ho- 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 sku-
0: yeah it's a high school yeah it's true it's a folk high school if you want to translate that uh, directly and it's part of a, a, a movement of of schools that was uh, created to enlighten the people to become uh, able to take part in democracy. in So it's a citizenship sc- uh, school movement, you can say. But uh, nowadays, at our school, it's all about sports as a, a vessel, as a tool for personal and interpersonal development, you can say. So uh, it's there's a lot of sports in, 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 in Gallo, and parkour is, is one of them. And at the moment, it's it's not a major, it's it's a minor, so you can choose it for two months at a time and try it out while you try out other sports as well. Yeah. So uh, it's a a school where you don't educate yourself towards a specific uh, career, but it's a school where you take maybe a break from school or a career to figure out some stuff uh, in your life uh, or maybe just to have fun. Different Mm -hmm. reasons.
1: But it's not a university, right? It's it's not like a superior uh, education.
0: No, no, it's not. It's uh, uh, like... Maybe if you come from a, an edu- uh, from a university at another country, you could take this as part of your semester. I've heard about that, mm-hmm. but in Denmark ah, okay. in that Denmark, is. you can't. But it's better for your application for university. So it will look better on your paper that you have been to high school, rather than just maybe traveling. Yeah.
1: So I remember this image in Gelev. I used this picture of this park for a very, very long time. This, this parkour park, how old is it, more or less, you know, the one in Galev?
0: So the park was uh, was built in 2007, uh, so it's many years old now. It's, it's like in six, we started approaching the headmaster, like, we would like to build the parkour park. Can we try to do it? Because we at the moment, we didn't know of any other parkour parks made out of concrete, uh, like every else, everything else we've seen was steel and, and wood and looked temporary. So we would like to have something that was a monument that would stay there uh, for years and years. And uh, when he and, and the others realized that it would be the first in the world, uh, they started to uh, warm up to the idea. And then we got it designed and built in 2007. It took us a few afternoons in a small gym where we just measured out distances uh, and so on. And uh, ah, could we bring in something that looked like what we had seen in Liz or oh, could we bring in something from the London videos uh, yeah, so the for example the the tower, you can do the arm jump to arm jump down and up like like uh, we saw in videos um, just a little bit
1: smaller the classic Lis one yeah, that's very cool
0: so and then since then we have tried to put on a little bit every year of of uh, bars, especially yeah
1: and it it does it need a lot of reparation?
0: Yeah, now it does. Now it's like a an old ship in a way. Like all the steel that is not been uh, from the start had has been uh, covered with this, like uh, you know, this um, sink a coating layer. Yeah, coating. Like everything we just painted. Now it needs to uh, be fixed uh, every year. So we do that uh, every year. We try to fix all the rust. So, uh,
1: <laughs> and in in uh, Galev, the kids or the the students, they can like study parkour for a whole semester that's what you're saying they they can like study parkour for a whole semester like a course
0: yeah up until the the corona pandemic we have had parkour uh, as a major so you would have it Mm -hmm. as your main thing throughout the semester four or six months but uh, since then we have had the trouble getting the numbers of parkour students uh, big enough so so therefore, we chose to to offer it as a as a minor, but then yeah people who had selected it as a major would then just take it twice in a in a row so that they get kind of the yep. okay.
1: and what 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 is the goal of the semester like if you take parkour is 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 it more focused on coaching or becoming a better athlete or performing is there any specific um
0: yeah so they will like for them to better understand what's going on when we coach they will we will have some sessions where it's about coaching but they do not get a, like a certificate of of becoming a, a a gallo uh certified coach um but they do uh, practice and they do have some sessions with younger kids as well where they actually try it in the w- in the real world um so for some that's definitely a thing they that they want and they they help us get more towards the coaching part, but for some it's also more personal, uh, like just a lot of training and a lot of development of, uh, of their own training approach. So, uh,
1: Very nice. And um, so you, you said that the that the park was built in 2007, which was the first parkour park in the roads So you are the pioneer. Thank you very much. God bless you. Um, <laughs> and from there, parkour parks started to grow like, potatoes in denmark right
0: yeah yeah you're right actually there was a study not many years ago uh, to figure out how many there were and how they looked and like categorize them a little bit and uh, they figured out i think 130 uh, parkour parks Uh, some of them are more like playgrounds but in total 130 that that claimed something with parkour and uh, the study was was uh, one of the conclusions was Maybe let's uh, press pause and not build more parkour parks for a while. And if you do, here are some suggestions to think about. Like Maybe there has to be users that are ready to, to, to use the parkour park. Maybe it has to be within a certain radius uh, so that people will actually come and use it. For example, one parkour park is built on an island from away from the city. So it's used very, very rarely, but it costs a lot. So that's like they also started to look a little bit on that like will it be used so yeah but it is like potatoes as you say <laughs> everywhere do you think
1: do you think that the parkour parks they are encouraging people to practice more or they are do you think they help the community grow in a way do you think they uh, officialize parkour more as a sport and people when they see a physical uh, imagery of parkour because of a spot like a parkour park built for a park built for it they feel like people take it more seriously and therefore they will start training more
0: yeah this is a uh, discussion we have had a lot and uh, i can say i have a a guy who was working in uh, in our company for many years miguel he's now working for himself still with uh, uh, creating parkour parks Uh, and um, him and me and, and others have talked about this and there's one question is like when we build parkour parks will we then only be allowed to be there? So that's a concern. Mm. But as you say, when we do build parkour parks, people will meet up more often, and they will meet people they did not expect to meet. So the the practice will grow when we have parkour parks. And I think that overrules uh, the other concern. So definitely, yeah, it definitely helps more people discover, more people evolve in parkour. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, and people take it seriously too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, it's because it's, and like for, for us parkour people, we, we get a parkour vision when we start and then we start to see spots and see possibilities, but probably there's a whole bunch of people who are curious and would like to try, but they don't know where and how, and then they see a parkour park and they're like, ah, okay, so this is the place to practice. And then from the parkour park, they can also get the vision. The parkour vision will come up to. Do you feel like the parkour vision also comes up f- for people who start training parkour parks?
0: That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think that uh Yeah, I think that it needs somebody else to help them be be first of all brave enough to go outside the parkour park, because you will meet some resistance from other people, um, when you go to a normal street corner and starts training there on maybe something that is considered private property. Um, so they need to be brave enough and they also need the vision, as you say. They need to grow the vision. And if they're used to a parkour park where a lot of opportunities are offered in a, in a small place, then I don't know if, if they grow it as much. So that's actually a, a concern uh, that I also share. It's like, will they understand how much creativity comes out of one wall and one little uh, uh, bar yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah 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 no yeah but uh, in, in my opinion i don't think it it should um i think if not it will inc- increase more creativity like in, to improve your creativity because you stay so much in one place you start to explore more vocabulary more vocabulary can be applied i'm just i'm just afraid they are af- some people are not ready to train in urban sports as you said because of the concerns with the stress with the neighborhoods but i can say one thing
0: that 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 did happen Uh, at the time when we started there was not many uh, possibilities to do laches or swings Mm -hmm. and uh, when we started building parkour parks the 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 danish level of of swinging it went up so crazy Uh, and when we were in uh, have ha- had people from other places come to denmark they were like oh everybody in denmark is so crazy good at swinging yes mm-hmm. and we were like oh that's just a normal guy this guy you should see that <laughs> that girl or that guy uh, and and, and uh, that was so i definitely think what's what's uh, there the physical space it, it does shape what happens so so that was just an, a clear example of that um Yes, for sure, hundred percent sure.
1: Yeah, the, the the Danish were also the pioneers in uh, stepping up the game on swinging.
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, then for sure, maybe also other places, but uh, especially Denmark like.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yeah, other places also, but I think Denmark was uh, the uh, forefront of of uh, bar movement, swinging movement. With the, the fo- first video of the Jim and Joe, you know, that old yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy things that no one thought it was possible. And I have that also that crazy kid, uh, Carl Hertz, so yeah, creative. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see him moving.
0: Yeah, he's one of our coaches in street movement. Street movement is like a, a small company that I'm running also. Uh, so it's something else than Gallo, but we've been working together all the time, Gallo and, and street movement
1: as well. Is, a, is Kai Okay.
0: Oh, you can hear him in the background. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry about that. That's okay? my son in no, the background. Okay. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I think he's okay. His mom is with him. Don't worry. Okay,
1: <laughs> good. Yeah. Okay. But um, I I freak out when, when my cat is crying. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope that it doesn't affect the sound too much. No, but no. I, I think
1: imagine. it's just gonna make it cute. <laughs>
0: it's nice
1: so international gathering yeah that started also a long long time ago way back that started back the then. same
0: year as the park was created so in 2007 we started it and uh, at that time we were also doing uh, tricking a lot so the acrobatics with kicks and jumps uh, if you don't know what it is um, and um we uh, we invited loop kicks from the USA and we invited the yamakasi to uh,
1: oh loop kicks
0: yeah yeah you remember those oh crazy
1: of course jerry Marines, and yeah, yeah 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 wow and his was there
0: yeah i think so i i don't remember the exactly who came oh uh, but i can look back into that if you want but that's so many years ago actually so uh, uh i'm just like things i lost in my uh, in my brain from that time but but yeah they came <laughs>
1: Wait, you also said Yamakazi, and I got all excited with the with <laughs> looking. <kicks. laughs> <laughs> the Yamakazi were also there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we had the I think the first year we had the Laurent and Chao, um, and then second year we had the Jan as well, and maybe Williams. But they have all four been there uh, as coaches and in the start it was uh, very much those guys who were leading the parkour slash du placement slash free running call it mm-hmm. what you want that <laughs> the, the part that we now just refer to as parkour uh, they were leading uh, leading that one and it was very very physical you know they do so much conditioning and and we realized that <laughs> that it was maybe too much over the years but but in the start it was every day conditioning and then some play in the afternoons that was crazy hard but also like a strong memory now so uh, (laughs) in a way it also moved our understanding of what is possible for the human body like to to do Um, was it
1: that heavy that heavy
0: yeah it was very heavy like if you know kind of plyometric jumps in a line like if you're not Mm -hmm. strong enough uh, it will give you jumpers knees Um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of our students in that period got jumpers knees from all that plyometric jumps and all the c- all the crawling on the floor, it looks kind of soft when it's done good, but it's also very heavy for the wrists and, 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 and shoulders. So um, I think we overdid it some years there, uh, at least in, in the sense that it scared away people who were not able to do it or didn't like it. So it kind of separated uh, in Denmark people who wanted to train hard and people who were more playful. So um, also over the years we we turned a little bit away from this we still kept this uh, in the gathering concept that there is a big conditioning in the end and also some days there is something but we did we don't do it every day anymore and it's yeah
1: do you think there was some some problem in translation with the yamakazi do you think because you know they are ready for it <laughs> they think did they think that everyone else, all the students were ready to do this training that they were doing for like 20 years before?
0: Um, I honestly think that they, they believe that it's good for us and that, that they just wanted to give us this heritage of, of, of training hard, this culture of effort as it's also been described as. Mm-hmm. And I'm both thankful for it, but also it looked a little bit like it was not... Uh, respecting the participants uh, level of commitment to training yeah. so it, it was a little bit like if you were a participant coming there for this one week experience and the coaches just killed you every morning with this conditioning that's what I mean with that it's it could feel like a little bit disrespectful so it would it would between the lines it would say you are not training hard enough you are not strong enough you need to be stronger so yeah that's also why i think it belongs in the everyday uh, week by week to week training that you have some conditioning but in a week where you are there to to grow i don't think it should be there in the in the level or in the volume that it was
1: yeah before we keep going on on the on international gathering i had this conversation with a few people recently and I have this image in my head that parkour was way more popular in the 2000s and early 2010s. And of course, because of the feeling of novelty, but I have in my mind uh, an idea of a tribe and some sort of sept and some type of ritual and. Uh, real discipline, way more inclusive because the level was not so, so gapped like from really, really amazing at to how top of people to your everyday accountant who is going to start doing parkour. You know, don't you think that like, of course, are, there's got to be a balance, not the crazy conditioning of Yamakaze and the all black clothes. But don't you think that this tribe feeling made we lose a little bit of retention of people who start this point and want to keep on going or people who are just curious on knowing what is that tribe, that discipline, and maybe getting to know a little bit of it and kind of feeling like they belong in a place or they are doing something that is almost like a religion, but you don't have to take it in a bad way. It can be a good religion, you know, just a good tribe, like yogis.
0: Yeah, so. I can also recognize this being part of it for so many years. Um, I can also recognize what you're saying. That before it was it was more mm, tribal or maybe like a lifestyle um, choice to do this what we do uh, every day. <laughs> maybe training hours every day and joining these very hard trainings. And also like coming to a city you would just be offered to be part of stuff and maybe even a couch to sleep on. Nowadays it's, it's quite different because there's so many here, and it's people train with very different approaches and so on. I can definitely feel this this change, and you're right for somebody, an accountant, average Joe, who, who joins training, it would be easier to just try to do all the physical stuff than to see the technical level that is now and figuring out the steps to, to learn um, either alone or, or with, with somebody. Yeah, you. I think you're right. It's it's changed a lot. And I also feel like um, it's a part of me feel like it's a shame that we don't have that uh, that feeling anymore. We also cared a lot about health. Uh, everybody else's health in a way so that we would maybe almost preach a little bit about how to live. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but I think it's something that we like I, I aim to do it. Like when I coach, I try to, this to my my students not like heavily uh, c- crazy uh, like obsessive um, but um, in keeping a little bit of the old values because I feel like this is what shaped like at least me and my my surroundings anyway keeping on going on international gathering starting this Sunday right this Sunday which is the 7th of August what do you have lined up?
0: Ooh, it's a course where this, the students, they choose if they are going to follow mainly the parkour track or the dance track or the, the move, uh, movement track, the move track. And um, if you follow the parkour track, which I think we should focus on in this uh, conversation, <laughs> uh, you would uh, arrive and meet everybody else on the Sunday, get settled in and la la la. And then on the Monday morning, we would start uh, with rotations where you would meet all the coaches, Normally we would have around 10, I think we have 8-ish uh, this year. Um, you will meet them 45 minutes each. You will see all the spots uh, that we are training on for the rest of the week. So it's kind of a rotation system that is made, so people will soothe into the experience of training parkour at Gallo with the coaches of the year. The coaches have been chosen in a way so that we try to represent uh, um both the men and women coaches, and we also represent people who were coaching last year. Some that will return, but also some some new coaches. So that's how we we set it up. Yeah. Um, who's coming? Uh, so we have uh, Camila from Lisbon, Stéphanie. Mm-hmm. I think you guys know yes. each other a little bit, and uh, we have uh, Renee Dambly who's working in uh, Hamburg in the Halle. Mm-hmm. We have Nicolas Van Hol who has his own place in uh, mm-hmm. Belgium. And we have okay, Matt McCreary, who's uh, an yeah. uh, Instagram favorite at the moment for me, following <laughs> his, <laughs> his craziness, um, yeah. creative style. Um, and we have, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, then we have a lot of our own people. We have uh, Gabriel Harangi, we have Peter Mollerup. And we have Julius Janne, my colleague in Street Movement, and myself. We also have, I asked uh, Chris Keefley to do a few workshops later in the week to help us uh, balance it out so people can also participate in other people's workshops. Oh yeah, because the rest of the week you will choose what you want from a, a, yeah. from a, a board of, of choices. Yeah.
1: Ah, okay. So there, there are classes going on, or workshops all week long.
0: Yeah, until Friday, uh, where we will end up in a big conditioning for everybody, where you do all that you can. It's uh, it's a great experience. And then we will have a dinner and, and a nice party in the end. Uh, and then Saturday, it's over.
1: And it, it is open for everyone. You just have to sign up. You pay the fee and you can come and stay there. You get uh, food.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, we have uh, we're growing a lot of our own food this year, so it's uh, it's a, it's a very green kitchen. But there is some meat on the plate as well if you want that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really nice place where you you live and uh, and live together. You choose if you want a dorm or a tent or a, a room, and uh, mm-hmm. then you you just go and train and you go back to your room and rest sometimes. But uh, we also have a lot of old other social activities. I mean. It's difficult to train throughout the whole day so in yeah. the in the evenings it's more chill yeah <coughs> yeah but it's a, very nice it's a very nice uh atmosphere there people are eager to learn but it's also like a summer holiday vibe so uh yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah i imagine i imagine like it sounds very cool and I, I probably you like if you get to go there you learn a lot regardless of your level right If you're a beginning or if you're advanced you're going to learn anything different skill sets right
0: yeah that's a good uh, it's it's a good observation like uh, what about your level i guess so you have to be 18 to attend check when you are old enough you can attend but then in the two first days i mentioned with the 45 minutes workshops we we split you up into a self-assessed level of ability like so, if you see yourself as one of the most beginner people, you choose le- group 1 or 2 uh, and all the way up to group 9 or 10, which is the more experienced people. And, and then you will be with somebody who also assessed themselves at this level. Um, and therefore, mm. the coaches will also, it will be easier for the coaches these two d- first days to uh, adapt to the level who is coming to them.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very cool. I didn't know that. Good system. And it's nice that it's itself.
0: Um. But often, what happens, uh, I'm just gonna tease some of my friends from America. They choose maybe a little bit higher level than what is actually going on at the gathering, because normally they are part of the of the of the best uh, in in their community. But of mm-hmm. course, since uh, they are in another country, they wouldn't expect people to have uh, the level that they have, and that's very fun yeah. to see somebody who is like overwhelmed. But but it's okay. It it's not like very 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 important that they are just the same it's just that they are where they think they believe the coaches can still adapt to each individual but it's just easier to see this
1: and how many people you have signed up for this year already
0: yeah so i think in total we have 155 people uh but wow yeah for the parkour part we have uh, 120 so yeah
1: wow great nice good job I have to do this before I retire, man. I, w- I will go
0: next year. You have a, Do you have a, a winter version? We do not, but one of our really good uh, other folk high schools, Ollerup, who's also in Denmark. They yeah, have but German. I was
1: there three times.
0: They have a winter version. But you don't want to be outside in the winter in Denmark too much. So uh, Yeah. you need a, a gym like they have inside to host a big winter gym.
1: Yeah, I feel like... Is it, is it a little
0: bit different, Ollerup and Gerlev? Yeah, a little bit, but also a lot of similarities. There's a whole story between Gallo and uh, and uh, Ollerup. historically it's how it started, rivalry. but uh, yeah, yeah, a rivalry. Yeah, rivalry, but uh, in the friendly kind. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it 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 was a teacher from Ollerup who started Gallo uh, back in the in the days. So uh, so that's a that's the whole story in itself. But uh, in the later years, it's been uh, um, Jonathan down there and me and and my colleague here like having like a. A friendly rivalry but they're also working together meeting up and stuff like that so yeah.
1: all right let's go for tic tac tic tac on swapping shoes i give you two options you pick one you have to be fast because you know, like in tic tacs if you keep your foot on the wall for too long slips no grip bye bye so uh you ready
0: i think so yes
1: coffee or tea coffee parkour or if you're running parkour gymnastics or martial arts
0: uh, martial arts
1: Kong vault or cat pass? Cat pass. Arm jump or cat leap? Arm jump. David Bell or Sebastian Fukan?
0: <laughs> Sebastian Fukan.
1: Yamakazi or three run?
0: Oh, the yamaks. <laughs> 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 that was fun.
1: Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Ilabaca or Vorslav?
0: I don't know the last person. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oleg, 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 Oleg. Oleg. I'll take Oleg. Ah. Oh.
1: Wow. One more to the Oleg team. Congratulations. Yes. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, Any message you want to send to anyone still like kind of hesitating or people coming for next year?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should uh, you should talk to people who went uh, and hear from them because it's, uh, it's a wonderful experience. And if you watch the videos, you might think like, "Oh, that's over my level, or, la la la." But then remember that it's it's definitely for everybody, and it's an opportunity to have like ten coaches that you would have to travel to each of them. So that's a part of the yeah. concept. Like you get a lot of knowledge in one place. So come and join, yeah.
1: Nice. And for those who are going, tell them the last message. If someone is listening to this and going like boarding two days to go, don't forget.
0: Yeah 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 don't forget uh, that we are in the countryside so if you have your favorite snacks that you can't live without <laughs> bring them before you go out there in the countryside where we have no shops <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: all right martin thank you very much for your time and for your words it was a pleasure talking to you yeah you too and uh, have fun next week man kill thanks. it and all the best to, for you and kai and family
0: yeah thanks and take care i hope to see you next year then cool Nice. Ciao. Thank you. Ciao.
1: <laughs> Thank you for swinging by. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check out Parkworth's Instagram website down in the description. And I hope that if you're going to Gerlev, you know, you're going to have a good time. I'm not even a little bit jealous that you're going and I'm not. And I'm I, yeah, just just please enjoy it for me, okay? And i hope that you're gonna have a great week great weekend and you know just have fun man you know how it goes you know how it goes thank you thank you for sticking by see you pk for life